everyone. I'm Rick Baza. This is The Drive Podcast. Uh, we're going to be talking about business, particularly entrepreneurship through acquisition, as well as investing. My ask would be, uh, as we're a new podcast, if you get information that you find valuable, please share that out and help us grow the show. And uh, with that said, I'm excited today to introduce my first guest, uh, the man, the myth, the legend, Mr. John Padilla. <laughs> so why I've asked John to, to be our first guest, uh, I was uh, featured on the Service Titan podcast, uh, which is for the plumbing trades. And a byproduct of that interview that I had, one of the largest questions I get is the relationship that I have with John. Um, I'm very fortunate and blessed because I think we have a very unique relationship. So I thought we could tell kind of our story and um, hopefully provide a lot of uh, value to potential wannabe entrepreneurs like myself who you know went through this uh, seemingly crazy journey and now have uh, come out on the other side. Um, so... Uh, John, I think what would be helpful as we were kind of talking about, why don't we give the you know potential viewers um, the context around you know where you were at the place of the start of the business? Maybe give a little color on John Padilla as it started, and then we can kind of dovetail that into where we got introduced. Sure, of course. Um, we started uh, 13 years ago. Uh, my son and I uh, we decided to open up a plumbing company. Uh, he had uh, too early of a retirement and. I wasn't ready to stop working, so we decided to open up our own. Uh, we ventured out. We did. We, we got our vans. We got technicians. We grew. Uh, we had a lot of, of uh, people that we know in San Diego, so our customer pace, base was uh, excellent to begin with. Um, we picked up property management after that, so we kept growing and growing and growing. To the point, uh, 10 years later, we decided, you know, it's time to... Um, switch it up. You know? <laughs> do, you, do you mind going into, cause actually, um, I, I want to spend a little time here cause I love hearing the early stories from, from you. Um, and I, I have such a appreciation for what you all went through because you really did. I, I tell you all the time, the hard, hard part of the job, right. Of getting started. And I think there's the crazy stats of, you know, 80% of businesses fail in the first five years. I could be misquoting that, but you no, know, it's, it's hard. Um, it's, it's really hard. Yeah. And we were in a down economy during that time. So, you know, the challenge was even bigger at the time, but because, you know, we, um, took care of our customers, you know, we continued to, to build and grow and get a reputation in San Diego, but it was really, really difficult. Uh, and we started off with two vans, two plumbers, and we had on call. So, <laughs> so you know how that went. But, but I, even that, I, I think spending a little time on that, cause it's, it is truly nonstop. And I don't, I don't think some people necessarily realize that. I mean, obviously, you know, when you're starting a business, it's a bit to be a big endeavor, but Hearing the stories from you guys, I mean, it's not just that you were doing the work during the day, because obviously you're out there servicing the calls, right? Um, but then you're coming home and doing invoicing at night. Then you're somehow trying to figure out how do I recruit more people to come on this journey with me? I mean, it, it's it's a 24-7 gig at that point, right? It was nonstop from morning till night. You know, we had to be, stay on top of it. We were the only ones that were available to handle anything. So uh, my son and I worked a lot. We even went out on call. And Johnny's a mechanical engineer, and so I'm dragging him out there, and we're doing plumbing calls at midnight. So, uh, you know, it was difficult, really, really difficult, but we, we had a goal in mind, and we were going to stay with that, and we were not going to fail. That's awesome. I love that. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, I, I thought that was helpful context because I just, um, you know, a lot of times I'll hear people say they want to go launch their own company. And uh, I mean, yeah. obviously I'm biased uh, with where, what we've been blessed to, to build off of what you guys did, but I'm just like, God, you should talk to John first because that sounds like probably the hardest thing ever um, to was, me. It and, was difficult. I mean, we, um, we'd get, in, uh, get to the office in the morning, 
And when we were looking for customers at, you know, at the beginning, um, you know, we'd send the two plumbers that we had out, and then we would go out and we would just canvas and stop at every office, every business, every, every place we could to try to build business. Of course, we couldn't advertise at the time. Yep. We couldn't afford it. So uh, we went out and, and just walked. I mean, we wore out a lot of pair of shoes, <laughs> but we, you know, we accomplished what we started off to do. And I, I'll, I'll highlight that because um, a lot of people have asked me, you know, hey, after you acquired the company, why did you keep the name? And for me, that was the biggest no-brainer. Um, you, you know, the reputation that you've built and, as you said, it, the, all the, the countless hours and the sweat that went into building this, I always joke, I'm like, the stupidest decision I could have made would be to change that. I mean, the reputation that you guys have created. Um, but I think highlighting the importance of the journey that you guys went through to build such a successful company and then getting to the point where you were ready to make the transition. Um, so maybe talk through, you know, when you got there and what that process was like, because it must have been a crazy thing to spend all these hours building your baby and then saying, you know, we're, we're going to change this. Yeah, we, we did a good job of building it. We ended up with uh, 10 vans by the time we decided to, you know, maybe we should do something else at this point. We grew the company to the point that we wanted. And it got to the point that it needed more expertise than we had at that point and more backing. So um, selling it was, was a good idea for us. It wasn't easy to sell. It was a really difficult decision. And it wasn't just my son and I. It was a family decision because mm -hmm. everybody participated in this. I love that you brought that up. Yeah, yeah. I mean, your wife. I mean, I'm sure my there's so many people and, who are yeah. invested in your guys' success through that journey, right? Yes. And so uh, we had to discuss it with them. And of course, you know, my daughter engaged to Victor, mm -hmm. our general manager. She was very concerned because <laughs> we were selling the company. And she says, what about Victor? I said, you know what? We're going to find somebody that's going to care about the employees, care about what we have established and built. And I think that's what we found. I will. I appreciate that. Um, and I, I think it's interesting, too, because when we went, when we connected, um, you know, you, you obviously took quite a chance on me. I, I come in, a young guy, I tell you straight up, I don't know anything about plumbing. Uh, we've joked the plumbing, there's a lot of egos in the plumbing business too, right? Bunch. So how did you come to terms with that? I think, um, you know, kind of thinking about the potential audience of someone who's looking to acquire a company, they come in all excited like me and, and energized, but really don't know anything. I and mean, I mean, we had a lot of suitors. <laughs> and um, the one thing that we were looking for uh, was who was going to come in and keep it the way it is, um, you know, build on the name that we we established and we wanted somebody that was going to take care of our employees that was number one those were our kids or my kids at least mm -hmm. so when you came around and i realized that you had the same care for people that we do uh, for employees for people that are working really really hard out there and we wanted somebody that was going to take care of them like we did and uh, you did that very very well no, I appreciate that. And if you don't mind, I, I want to drill into that because I think um, that to me is is really important. So when you're going through, I'm going to now give you the buyer's perspective. When you're going through a buy like this, you can't talk to the employees because obviously, no. you know, John's in a situation where he's like, you can't spook my employees and then have them go somewhere. So it is a very awkward situation. You're, you're not really able to talk to the team and you don't really know who it is that you're buying. So one of the questions I always get is like, how do you get comfortable with that? And I think everyone who's watching this can see the care and passion that John had for his employees. And that's really how I got comfortable with it was you're essentially thinking, hey, there's a person who I'm sitting across the table from who has high ethics, high care for his team. That obviously now is going to translate into the culture. 
And that's at least the belief that you're working around, right? Yes. That's obviously it lended itself to be true. But I think a lot of people get really hung up on that. Like, how do I get over the hump of not being able to communicate with this team that I'm going to be potentially acquiring? And for me, that was the really telling point when we had our meetings and I could see the passion that you had for your team. And in my mind, I'm thinking, well, hey, I just want to continue carrying that around. And if we focus on taking care of that group, they're going to be able to take care of our customers and that should be a recipe for success. Um, but it, I think that was pretty obvious as you just talked about that, what yes. that was. Because um, a lot of people assume like, oh, well, it has to just be the best offer or the not. And like you said, you had a lot of suitors plumbing right yeah, now. We have higher offers as well. We so you know. better offers yeah. and you made the, 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 you know, in hindsight, potentially crazy decision to say, we're going to trust this guy who has no experience. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was, that was amazing. <laughs> he doesn't, he doesn't know plumbing. Okay. Well, you know, he must be really, really smart. <laughs> <laughs> Some days better than others. Um, but we've had a lot of fun. And I think what's been, you know, it's been crazy because a lot of people ask, you know, um, how do you guys have this continued relationship? And so for, from my lens, I think when I came to you and said, I don't know plumbing, and you said, well, you know, I'm still interested in staying on. We had this really unique, I think, dynamic where you have obviously a wealth of wisdom and information that I probably love tapping into maybe a little too often. Um, but then you also had a trust that you were going to be able to pass on. And I think that's really a hard part for a lot of the potential acquirers that I speak to because they hear these stories of, you know, yeah, so-and-so said they were going to hang around and they're gone after three days. Mm -hmm. But I think what is clear to probably to anyone watching, but you still have such a passion for the business and the team as really truly a family. And a lot of people say that, but then once they get the check, they're, they're gone. Right. Yeah. So for you, I, I think that was so different. And what, what's that process been like in, in journey for you? Well, I think the peace of mind that it brought to the employees was the biggest, hugely factor. important, huge, huge. Yep. You know, I, you know, I could still go talk to John, you know, John's still here. And that was the question. Are you going to stick around? And I, you know what? Um, you gave me the opportunity to stick around and be a consultant. And then we expanded that to developing a, a training program and an apprenticeship program. program I would add. And, uh, <laughs> you know, so me being able to forget about the rest of the business, you know, not have to worry about that aspect of it and let you worry about it <laughs> and let me train and, you know, build these guys. Cause we don't only, you know, everybody trains in plumbing, mm -hmm. but they don't train customer service. Uh, you know, they don't train how to communicate. And I think that's, that's the biggest part. That's the biggest factor that plumbing companies leave out. So if you get an opportunity to, to uh, keep an owner, um, you know, he has to have the right frame of mind. You know, not everybody's going to work. Yeah, right. But the relationship that we were able to develop, um, the love for the company that I have, and you being able to see that uh, made it all, you know, work really, no, really well. Yeah, I mean, obviously, I'm, I'm very excited with what we've been able to accomplish. And I, I would say to, to those people, you know, interested in trying to figure out this uh, dynamic, um, you know, what we have with our apprentice program, I would say is completely unique now. I mean, we talked to all of these people who, you know, are at other companies or whatever, and they treat their apprentices just like helpers, like they dig holes, they fetch tools. They clean. Yeah. And, and for us, I mean, it truly is, you know, we view it as they're the future of the company. They're that pipeline of talent eventually moving into vans and you know we take it very seriously if someone's not able to progress you know unfortunately we've had to let people go and it's like hey we don't want to waste your time and we want to be respectful of the career opportunities that you have ahead and if it's not going to be in a van maybe it's somewhere in the office but if it's not there then then we'll you know let you go to a different direction and i think the best part about that it was watching um you know two of our apprentices just excel completely three of them yeah. actually 
into their own vans, uh, doing really, really well, practicing everything that we taught them. And then, of course, you're continuing education. And we are constantly continuing their education. And now we're doing the sales uh, uh, training, you know, mm-hmm. being able to communicate with the customer, uh, feeling more comfortable ma- mainly. That's the thing that we're trying to accomplish. Yeah, and I, th- I think it's really exciting. So obviously, John has now basically spearheaded this entire program. It's really amazing. I mean, we have a four-level program. Each level is very black and white, so there's clear benchmarks that the apprentices need to hit. They control their own destiny. We've added a timeline of expectations on when they should be progressing through. Um, but essentially, they come in, they tell John, hey, I feel comfortable that I'm ready to test into the next level. John has a test that he'll have them go through. And if they pass that, they get an automatic promotion and a pay raise. And it's it's really remarkable. I think it's added a ton of motivation. I remember you know, when we ca- first came in and we didn't have this program because obviously John was focusing on these other aspects of the business and hadn't been able to build this. Uh, we would come in and everyone was fighting for that one apprentice who, yes. you know, I have to say he's, he's a tech now, um, but that one apprentice and, you know, that was kind of the, the everyday fight. And now, you know, come in and it's, who do I have? And that, that's like probably one of the best things, you know, especially with the amount of people that we have. It's yeah, really awesome. We've had some great success, you know, and then the experience forms to me are the key. You know, every day they come in and they write what they experienced the day before who they were with, what type of work they did, what kind of materials, the size of those materials. So the detail that they start to develop, you know, for the future is amazing. Yeah. They're going to do well. That's that's true. And I I would say, so in addition to the apprentice program, which you've obviously done an amazing job with, um, you also lead, uh, well, now you're on the board with the IATMO, which is awesome. So maybe you can tell a little bit about that because I think you have a very unique perspective with your background and how you've gotten involved in that and also the reputational um, building or I don't know if that's a proper way of framing it, but you know, the, the benefits to our reputation that you participating in that have, and then how you're able to bring that knowledge back to the team. Do you mind talking a little bit oh, about not that? Not at all. IAPMO is an excellent organization. Uh, we meet with all the building inspectors from all the jurisdictions in San Diego. I'm the secretary now, and uh, uh, there's a wealth of information at these meetings. And why there are, no more, why there are not more plumbing companies there is amazing to me. Because what we learn on a monthly basis and what we learn what the inspectors want. Exactly. You know, their expectations are really, really important. So if we know what their expectations are, you know, we can excel. They come to our jobs and they know that they're going to see a job that's going to pass all the codes that are required. So IAMO is really, really important. And, you know, being able to contact these, you know, excellent people, you know, the head of the, uh, head of the departments of every jurisdiction, I have a contact phone number for them. And be able to ask them questions that help our company, you know, that's, you know, invaluable. Yeah, what I love about that too, the cu- I mean, because obviously I think everything comes back to the customer service approach of it, but that's something that maybe the customer doesn't even know that's happening behind the scenes. But it really helps us stand behind the brand and the reputation that we've built and the value they're providing to know like, hey, we have a complex job. We're able to get the head inspector on the phone and review this with them to make sure everything's going to be done up to code, you know. At the end of the day, the customer just wants it working and done, but we can have the confidence and conviction of like, hey, we're doing this and we're doing it very well and they're going to give a stamp of approval. And you have really taken the onus to go to those meetings and bring all that wealth of information back. It's, they're very informative. Um, I know I want you to come to one. I'll, I'll get you to come one here soon. I have been to a couple, but I, I haven't been with you yet. <laughs> That's so right. I, you haven't been with yeah. me. So we'll, we'll get that done though. Um, but uh, yeah, IATMO is a, a very important uh, organization. I teach a lot of code. So it helps me uh, as well, you know, when they bring up a code section that they're having a problem with, 
you know, in, in the field that people are not passing these particular inspections, you know, we go over those code sections and then I'm able to bring those back and we teach everybody about the code. So all our plumbers are very uh, well versed on plumbing code. And I will point out from, um, you know, just the general culture of our, our plumbers now, they've mentioned, I've never had the code mentioned this many times at another company. Um, and we have some people who have been at some um, large companies. So to hear that feedback and how much they appreciate it, I think goes a long way. So it's yeah. obviously a very good use of, of time. The other thing that you do is you help with, obviously, the complex jobs. So sometimes when guys are running into issues where your wisdom is required, they'll come in and sit down with you and meet. Um, that's also invaluable. You know, maybe you can give a couple of examples or details of how that goes. Yeah, I, I constantly meet with the guys. You know, they, the, they have questions. You know, they'll run into, uh, you know, plumbing is so unique. You, you never know what you're going to run into. You know, how somebody else is going to put that plumbing in. You know, did they do it right? Probably not. <laughs> So, you know, when they get into trouble, you know, they'll, they'll call us, they communicate, they don't try to do it on their own and, and run into issues. You know, they have a pipeline, which is essential t- for a plumbing company, mm-hmm. someone that they can call to and rely on and say, you know what, I find myself in this awkward situation. I've never seen this before. You know, can you help me? So they either, you know, with, you know, with our phones now, you know, so we can do it on the phone or I'll go out to the job site and, and walk with them. But we, we get a lot of resolution, mm-hmm. um, and they learn a lot. That's another aspect of you know, their learning, and um, it helps us a lot tremendously. Yeah, and the thing I love, and I would imagine you know, any viewers can sense this, but like, so I would say it's a top-down thing. So John, you can clearly see his passion for it and how valuable his um, ability to do this with our plumbers is. But also, it's really cool to see you know, our next batch of leaders following your footsteps. So you know, the senior guys now stepping in and seeing the way you conduct these meetings and how you handle it, and now they're watching this great mentor you know, carry yourself this way, and that trickles down as they're starting to do it, and now... You know, the culture kind of feeds on itself. So as you can, you know, as I'm always talking about how excited I am about yeah. our, our path, that's to me the stuff that like, it just, you know, you can't really teach that. It's something where they're seeing how you're handling it. And it, I think comes through osmosis, but I'm, I mean, that's one of the things that gets me as excited about anything else. I know I get that question. How did you get that done? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, I've been trying to do that for a week, <laughs> you know, um, I was born and raised in San Diego. So I, I know a lot of people in this town. And um, a lot of people that will help me. And uh, I really appreciate those. Yeah. Well, I, I hope this is helpful. I think um, my goal for kind of this first episode was really just giving perspective into um, the interesting journey that we had in connecting together. Um, and then basically showcasing how your role has evolved through, through the time that we've been together um, in that. Um, is there anything else that you would yeah, want to add? I, mean, I just wanted to, to mention something that when I, um, I first met you, you know, my son looks really, really young. And then when I walked in and I saw both of you sitting together and I'm going, what are these two kids trying to do? <laughs> but it was, it was something that I'll never, ever forget. Um, you know, you both look like you're 20s. So um, seeing uh, you guys excel um, is, is really good. It's really good. It, it helps me. Um, it makes me feel really, really good. And uh, uh, I have a, a proud factor that you don't even know about, but I am so proud of what you've done and as well as my son. No, I appreciate you saying that because it, it means a lot. And I, I, as I told you when I, you know, when we first met, like the goal is really that when you see those vans, you're like, yeah, that was, you know, made a good choice there. That's a good choice. <laughs> yes. <laughs> 
All right. Well, I, I think we'll conclude the, the first episode and we'll, we'll move into the second one. So in the next one, we're going to talk a little bit more about the process of us, us actually meeting and how the broker set that up and all of the dynamics of uh, the actual interaction. Uh, but again, if you found value in this, please uh, help us by sharing this out. You can do the, you know, the likes, the subscribes, all that good stuff. Um, for me personally, uh, feel free, obviously, if you have any questions to drop a comment in the, the YouTube. Um, but if you want to reach out directly, pretty much the only social media I have uh, any engagement on is Twitter. Uh, so I'm at, at Rick Baza. You can uh, shoot me a message there. And then, of course, you can find us together at uh, John Padilla Plumbing uh, here in San Diego. Excellent. Cool. Thanks.